0: Are you saying what I think you're saying? What did you just say? Is that allowed? Finally didn't. It. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you picked Carly Fiorina, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, April 29th, 2016 Going to the End of the Line edition of the show where we talk about the end of the Republican primaries and what it means for America. Spoiler alert, nothing good. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Desperation, a cologne for Republicans. Desperation combines the subtle sense of panic, despair, angst, and fear with a dash of flop sweat and unique aroma perfectly suited for the conservative Republican. Desperation comes in both men and women's formula because we know you're not comfortable with the term unisex. Desperation, when all the cards are dealt and you're holding a losing hand, hide it well with the scent of desperation. Also try our companion scent, humiliation, for when the stink of failure just needs to be disguised. If you would like to sponsor the show, slap on a dash of desperation and feel like the loser you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I do not often speak with you and ask for things, but now I really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow, because I deserve it and Paul Metzler doesn't, as you well know. I realize that it was your divine hand that disqualified Tammy Metzler, and now I'm asking that you go that one last mile and make sure to put me in office where I belong so that I may carry out your will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. This week, the East Coast media elites ruining America ruined America by naming Tuesday's primary the Acela Primary. Which didn't even mean anything to like 90% of the country. They've got no freaking idea what an Acela is. It's a train, by the way, and which none of you ride. Still, it was better than calling it Super Tuesday 22 election boogaloo, which is what I was calling it. And woof, that joke is so old, when it was first told the Dead Sea Scrolls were just getting sick. the hell did that come from? Never mind. You might have heard that Trump not only won, he... Wait, Gavin? Were you just planning on running the same lame-ass jokes we used last week about mules and ginger kids? You were, weren't you? Swear to God, I'm going to fire you. Swear to God. Let's just say that Trump's victories were as impressive as he likes to intimate his penis as being. But the takeaway from this week's voting is simple, and I'm just going to quote Slate's stellar chief political correspondent and my Twitter buddy, Jamal Bowie. Say it again. Donald Trump is the Republican Party's nominee for president of the United States. Take it in. Meditate on it. Roll it around on your tongue. Remember the taste notes the acrid weirdness of it. It's important never to let that sentence feel normal. According to most counts, Trump has 950 to 990 of the 1,237 pledged delegates he needs to secure the nomination heading into the next round of voting with a huge haul coming in California and New Jersey. For all practical intents, say it again with me, Donald Trump will be the Republican Party's nominee for president of the United States of America. And you may say to yourself, my God, what have I done? This is not to say that Ted Cruz is going gentle into that good night. He plans on... Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. He and the third guy who no longer actually merits naming, hereafter referred to only as third guy, inked a pack early in the week to stop Trump. Well... Inked might not be the words, nor would packed be a word that I would use. They more like made a gentleman's agreement, although I wouldn't think of either of them as gentlemen, and agreement is not really correct either. I guess it was more like a, a tacit understanding that third guy would cede Indiana to Cruz, and then he could concentrate on some states out west that don't even matter anymore. And they did this because... We named the dog Indiana. Gavin, your drops don't even make any sense. They named the dog. What does that have to do in the election? I, sw- I can replace you. There are like 12 script monkeys upstairs dying for your job. And I guess that dog is basically the last best hope to derail Trump from reaching 1237. And Cruz is the only one who's competitive enough to maybe sort of kind of do it. Maybe one should not infer that third guy is ceding the dog to his rival or that he is insinuated that anyone should actually vote for Cruz in Indiana. Indeed, this tacit under standing basically fell apart because third guy stabbed Cruz in the back. Within seconds of making it, and then Cruz grabbed him, ripped his jaws open, and shoved his overpositor down his throat. But that's Republican politics. The upshot is vote for whoever you give give, I do don't give a shit, all right? I'm just done. Because where the real drama is unfolding is over in Camp Calgary. Raphael has unveiled his secret weapon. A sure-fire death punch to the great orange turd so devastating that But only a great fool would even remain in the race after such a revela- revelation. The skin suit held a full-on event Wednesday to announce that he had selected a running mate. And that massive ace in a hole, the name that would strike fear into the tiny, shriveled heart of Trump and turn hordes of Trumpers to cruisers would be... Carly Fiorina. You you guys heard that, right? I mean, you did hear. I, I said Carly Fiorina. Clearly, you do not know what a force of nature this choice is. Carly is... Carly is... Uh, well, I guess she's a businesswoman somehow managed to take two of the largest computer manufacturers, merge them together, and then ruin them both. That's right, after taking the helm of Hewlett Packard in 1999, the first woman to run a top 20 tech firm ever, she merged with Compaq and then drove both companies over the cliff like a car chase finale in a 70s action flick. (laughs) By the time she was forced to resign in 2005, Hewlett-Packard had lost over half of his value. And that kind of incompetence takes just real talent. Just real talent. Not one to rest on her laurels after such an incredible failure, she went on to become an advisor to the McCain 2008 presidential campaign, where her advice contributed in many meaningful ways. Now, I'm not saying, because I wasn't there, that she played a role in the vice president's election, but when you're dealing with the kind of mind that ruins a multi-billion dollar corporation, you just gotta wonder. After the ignominious defeat of McCain 2008, Carly knew her calling was to continue in politics the refuge of a failure she mounted her only successful political campaign for the senate in california well successful in that she won the republican nomination but not so much successful in actually winning the seat because the incumbent barbara boxer whipped her ass to the tune of about a million votes yeah not good bruno And definitely not for sharing. So what could one possibly do when you've failed like Carly had so dramatically failed? Well, if at first you don't succeed, fail, fail again by running for president. You might remember Carly from the children's table debates this year and her brief stint with the grown-ups where she distinguished herself by what some were calling a sick burn on Donald Trump. I think women all over this country heard very clearly what Mr. Trump said. That's a sick burn? I mean I've heard Gavin say worse to people when there were no toilet paper in the bathroom and Gavin's an idiot. Her, uh, witty repartee aside, Carly's campaign for president was overshadowed by a slate of such grossly incompetent and deranged contenders that she never stood a chance. Face it, when you are a complete and total fucking failure at everything you've ever attempted. but. Even then, you simply can't hold a candle to a sleepy lunatic brain surgeon who tried to hit his mother with a hammer and thought it was a good idea to campaign on that or an animatronic meat puppet with a pinch-on for theocracy or a stomach ulcer with a bad comb-over spewing bile onto the body politic. You just don't have a chance. Carly dropped out, and that should have been the last we heard of her. But 2016 is a gift that just keeps on giving and the canadian in himself exhumed her corpse from a political grave and anointed her as his running mate dear god it's beautiful Rafael Theodore Cruz, a man who former Speaker of the House and wearer of the orange tint himself, John Boehner, referred to this week as Lucifer in the flesh, saying, "Of Democrat friends and Republican friends, and I get along with almost everyone, but I've never worked with a more miserable son of a bitch in my entire life." Oh, that was way harsh, Ty. And that miserable son of a bitch chose Fiorina for, for. I honestly have no fucking clue why he chose her. She brings nothing to the campaign. She can't help it in Indiana. She will actually hurt him in California, where she's regarded with the same sort of warm affection usually reserved for a dinner party guest who shows up, takes a shit in your toilet, and leaves it unflushed for the next guest to find. Oh, now that is just... I guess maybe it was because all of her hard work elevating another first-term senator to the presidency, but I would have to point out that all of her work was actually for his opponent. No, the only reason that I can see him doing this is that it makes news. I mean, hey, picking a totally incompetent running mate for shock value has never blown up in anyone's face ever ever before right wing and bitter cling proud clingers of our guns our god are in our religions and our constitution tell us that we're not red enough yeah coming from the establishment for her part carly seems to have accepted her role as spear carried for the maple syruped one disavowing the actually only true things she said during her entire presidential campaign like Ted Cruz has no chance of beating Hillary in the general, he doesn't. Or when she said Ted Cruz is just like any other politician, he says one thing in Manhattan, and he says another thing in Iowa. He says whatever he needs to get elected, and then he's going to do whatever he pleases, which he totally would. Oh, bless your heart, Carly. I hope you enjoy yet another failed campaign. A lot of people are comparing... Ted's move of naming a running mate before he's even gotten the nomination, which he's not going to get, to a certain other candidate who took a similarly risky move once upon a time. You see, that guy decided he needed to shake up the process and named his running mate way before the convention. And Ted wants to be like that guy a lot. That guy was ronald wilson reagan who also faced the prospect of a contested convention who was also losing the primary and who also named his running mate early in 1976 without the nomination and you know what happened to ronald wilson reagan he lost so hey go ted and also hey for all the critics out there I've spent the last few minutes viciously insulting Carly Fiorina, and not once have I alluded to her gender outside of pronoun usage. I commend all of you Hillary haters out there to learn to listen and listen to learn. You can be a mean-spirited asshole and insult a woman as much as I just did without being a misogynist prick. Admittedly, it helps when the woman you wish to insult has given you so very much to work with. But still, all of my critiques are purely professional, and they have nothing to do with a vagina. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. A creeping realization about Trump is not just striking Raphael. The Republican Party as a whole is tentatively inching towards the acceptance phase of their grief. More and more party officials are making soothing noises about the inevitable orange tide, sweeping them merrily along towards their doom. The smoking man, John Boehner, in the same interview where he called Ted Cruz the devil, said that he was going to vote for Trump. And speaking of Reagan comparisons, an ex-Romney aide compared Trump to Reagan after his sweep of uh, the Northeast. The Senate majority whip, John Conran, who previously referred to Trump as... What was the word that he used? Albatross! That was it. He said there was an albatross around the neck of the party. He recently said that Trump, and I quote here, might be okay. Which coming from a Republican establishment senator about Donald J. Trump is basically the same as an endorsement. And even the tufted rectal fisher himself is starting to warm to his role as the Republican nominee so much that he made a Policy speech this week from a teleprompter and everything. Now, Trump's foreign policy speech, which, in the words of a Trump staffer, contained no policy, I'm not kidding here. That was an actual statement from the campaign that this policy speech contained no policies, in the same way that a processed cheese food is legally obligated to put a label on the package saying that's not actually cheese and not actually food. Not only did the speech not contain any policy, it did not contain anything remotely approaching coherence. When it boiled down to Trump's just saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he would do things which would be very good things for America... And, and I want to make this very clear, be bad for our enemies, whomever those enemies might be. Well, that's a little vague, isn't it? Nor is the only, quote, presidential, unquote, move the congealed orange regurg is making to position himself as a genuine player rather than a popular team mascot a mescaline-fueled rage running across the field in the closing minutes of the game. He's actually gone so far as to bring a staff on reflecting the genuine values of the GOP, namely his new campaign advisor, Paul Manafort. Manafort is a long-term Republican operative. And you're only going to think I'm just saying this to be an asshole, but I'm actually saying it because it's true. He's a member of the Torturer's Lobby. What is the Torturer's Lobby? Well, it's exactly what it says. It's a group of lobbyists who actually worked for dictators, torturers, in various roles. This guy is literally Duke from Doonesbury. None of you know who that is, do you? Bunch of fucking millennials in this podcast. The Manafort firm had close ties with the Reagan and first Bush White Houses and then went on to represent criminals, murderers, rapists, despots, in another case of one's government job directly translating to a higher-paying gig in the in the private sector. Manafort has worked to bring a veneer of professionalism to the three-ring shit show that is the Trump campaign, hiring staffers who've done crazy things like work for political campaigns and set up field offices in states where, as Trump before, was essentially just running things by the seat of his gilded pants. It was Manafort that brought in the little touches like teleprompters and scripted speeches to try and keep the short-fingered flatulence somewhere as close to on message. And as we enter the final lap of the primary, it seems to be working. Trump is making mouth noises that to the ignorant, unwashed, glassy-eyed masses who make up the majority of the American mainstream media sound presidential because that is the point in the campaign when he knows that it's over. He's got it, if not in the bag, it is at least in the cart and standing on the checkout. Does he need Indiana to seal the deal? Not so much, but it would be better if he bagged the Hoosier State. And he got fucking Bobby Knight, who is some sort of corn god worshipped out there, to endorse him. So it could happen. Outlander! 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 But chances are good that Trump will do well if not outright, win California and roll into Cleveland like Drew Carey in a lowrider, caddy with bass thumping and hoochies wriggling on the hood with well over a thousand delegates and probably just a few delegates shy of that magic number. So when faced With the glory of his huge lead and the general fear of fracturing the party by bucking the will of the voters, the Republicans will anoint him with the title he craves so much, Republican nominee for President of the United States. Again, roll that around your tongue for a minute, savor the flavor, and then commence projectile vomiting from now through November. You're welcome. I know that some strange shit could still go down between now and then, but seriously. Hey, stick a fork in me. I am done. And nothing Ted or third guy can reasonably do other than make noises and hope that suddenly America's hit by some sort of sanity bomb. And even then, I'm fairly sure it's gone too far. Not even Carly can save us now. Not even I, Carly. Although, seriously, this was like the sexiest fucking thing that I have ever heard on a children's television show. Well, I had to... Wet and sticky is very icky. Sticky and wet makes mommy upset. I don't know how to respond to that. We, my friends, are at the end of the line. And now everyone must exit the train and wait uncomfortably on the platform for the general election. That is it for our show this week. This was the third version pooped out by the script monkeys, and frankly, you should be relieved because the first two were awful. Oh my god, vaudeville jokes. There's so many vaudeville jokes in here that apparently they thought would be a great idea. Still, all things being equal, those shows will probably actually pop up in a later episode because we're too drunk, too lazy, or too busy to write something better. We would like to thank all the people that we usually thank and remind you to find the show in all the places that we usually remind you to find the show and then do the things that we usually remind you to do there. For me, Dave Bledsoe, and soon-to-be ex-producer Gavin, and all the fictional people on this show, I just want to say that it's all right when you're slinging around the sleeves. Well, it's all right. So long as the lobbyists are pleased. Well... All right, when you're doing the best you can, well, it's all right so long as the money is in your hand. We'll see you guys next week. You can sit around and wait for the phone to ring, waiting for someone to tell you everything. Sit around and wonder what your mom will.